The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And seven minutes after seven o'clock, welcome aboard. We are right back at it. Hope you are as well tuning in for maybe the first time or the... uh... 4,000th time. Doesn't matter. Tune in, call in if you have any questions. It is a live show, of course. 416-870-6400. 416-870-6400. You have employment matters, whether you're uh, going back to work uh, after a COVID break, or maybe you're an employer bringing people back. You have some questions as well, or just plain old simple severance questions. Bring them on. That's why we're here to answer all those. Email address is help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll get to some of those if uh, time allows over the next uh, 48 minutes or so. And if you want some more information, read up on your laws, what is allowed, what you should know, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. That website, absolutely free. It is absolutely anonymous. There's a ton of stuff for you to read and know on there, so feel free to spend some time on pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. And if you do want to reach out, there's a contact uh, capabilities at the top right of that website. But we always get started with some kind of a week that was, pal. How are you? Hey, John. Doing well. Uh, in, uh, in a good mood tonight. Uh, happy to talk about uh, workplace rights. I've been doing it all day. I did a, a Facebook live session earlier today where I answered a bunch of questions live and a lot of interest on these topics. Uh, you know, you and I have been doing this show for eight years. I've been practicing employment law for 18 years, but I have never in all this time seen as much interest in employment law and, and these issues. No, At no time in history, as far as I'm concerned, have, have these issues been as relevant. Your job, your compensation, layoffs, uh, termination of employment, constructive dismissal, changes to your job, all these issues now are coming up. And for many people, mm-hmm. they're coming up together and multiple times. So if you want to know your workplace rights, if you want to know what to do if you're in a, in a jam, if you don't want to go back to work, or if you do want to go back to work, or if you've been let go, call us right now. Take advantage of the fact that we're here to answer those questions. Uh, we'll try to make your life easier or hopefully make it simpler. And if you want to talk privately, of course, no problem. You can reach out to me by phone or by email. We'll give you that information throughout the show. But week that was, a couple of situations that came across my desk. Uh, I spoke with someone who uh, was laid off in, uh, in March because of COVID-19. And back in May, she was called back to work. Well, she was uh, when she was brought back, she was brought back on three days instead of five days. Now, she was told right. back in April that, well, we only, we're only going to be doing that for the next 30 days. So at some point in May, you're going to be going back to your regular five days a week. So she said, okay, that seems reasonable. She started working three days a week, fine. Well, May came. Uh, right at the end of May, she asks, asks her employer, well, okay, May is over now. So I take it now I'm going back in June to my regular five days. Employer says, uh, no, we're still not able to do that. We don't know how long it's going to be, so you're going to have to continue working uh, three days indefinitely. Uh, That's when, of course, she does the right thing. She calls me, and she wants to know, can they do that? Uh, I thought it was three days. I accepted three days, and now what do I do? So she uh, she did the reasonable thing when when they told her 30 days. She said, okay, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to work for the 30 days and see what happens. Now, because her employer changed the arrangement, she now has the option to treat this as a termination, as a constructive dismissal. They Mm -hmm. breached the deal, and the concern is if she doesn't do that, if she decides to continue working, she's then considered to have accepted this, and if they never increase her salary back or her days back to five days, 
She's stuck. She can't do anything. So her best option is what? I told her you want to treat this now as a constructive dismissal. Otherwise, you are stuck. So remember you as well. If your hours, your pay, your, your uh, uh, days of work have changed, if it's temporary and you get something in writing that it's temporary, you're okay. If it's not temporary or your employer is not willing to commit to it in being temporary, you're, the concern is that you're going to be considered to have accepted it. And then if you've accepted it, you're stuck. You may be better off to treat that as a constructive dismissal and leave with your full severance. It is 7-11 on a Wednesday night. A beauty out there as well. Man, it is gorgeous. So uh, time, plenty of it for you to call and ask your questions. 416-870-6400. As always, our phone calls are top priority on this show. Lena, thanks for uh, hanging on for a few moments. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Um, I'm just wondering. I'm on collecting syrup, and um, my business, it's a food industry that's been opened all the way along. Uh, my boss owns the franchise. He's got to keep himself employed. He's been running it by himself. And um, I was full-time, you know, Monday to Friday, 18 years with him. Um, Now he'd like me to come back, but, I mean, all he can offer me is maybe, like, you know, three shifts a week, 15 hours. Uh, That's $900. But is he allowed to collect the wage benefit um, with the government as well as me collecting the CERB? Yes, he is allowed, but ultimately what he collects or not, it's between him and the government. But yeah, he could do that. You're allowed to work and uh, and make up to $1,000 and still get uh, the CERB. So if he's offering you $900, then you don't actually have to do it because it's such a big difference uh, in terms of your compensation from what you had before. But if you choose to go back and you're making $900 a month, well, the good news is you can get that $900 and also get the CERB benefit. Okay, I thought that was like the double dipping thing and you weren't allowed to clap both. No, uh, the the government allows up to one thousand dollars a month to earn while still getting served. So because you're at nine hundred, you're fine. If if it was over a thousand, you would not be able to get the serb. Well, if it was a couple of thousand, I'd be back to work, like most of us want to be. Well, thank you very much. Of course, much. thank you, Lena. Thank you, Lena. Appreciate it. You want to reach out to any time, you can do so. Here is the number, 1-855-821-5900. That is the way to go. But here and now, it's 416-870-6400. Gail, up next, thank you for uh, for hanging on. Good evening. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. Thank um, you for your time. I had a delayed LTD decision, so I took the CERB. I'm wondering now if it will be an offset under the all-source maximum. So, Gail, you, you took the CERB, so you weren't able to work because of a health issue. Was the health issue related to COVID-19? It ended up being in the middle of it, but I had been off for some time before then. So the reality is, uh, Gail, that you actually don't qualify for the CERB. Uh, so you, you you probably will have to pay it back. So it's not necessarily going to offset your uh, disability benefits because you're going to have to pay it back. The, the server for those who lose their job or lose their income because of COVID-19. If your situation was unrelated to COVID-19, you would not qualify. So that's that's the concern here. Now, the best advice I'm going to be able to give you is if LTD is giving you a bit of the runaround, they're not approving you, you may want to reach out to us. We're able to give them a bit of a kick in the pants so that they can get their stuff in order and, and approve you and, and be done with that. 
But in terms of the Serb, you're going to have to pay it back. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Gail. Appreciate that. Moving on here, 416-870-6400. That is the number to call in just like that. Get some quick answers. Get down the road of knowledge. Ryan, you're up next. How are you, pal? Good. How are you doing, guys? Good, pal. What's on your mind? Okay, so um, I just want to, yeah, I, I work for one of the big hardware chains. Um, I won't say the name of the company, but you guys can figure that out. You know, one of the big hardware store, uh, big box stores. Um, and now they closed for a while because of COVID, obviously. Um, but now they're open again. Um, I have kids at home that I'm trying to find daycare, and I can't find a daycare right now that's open yet. Um, so, and I'm on the, I was on the server, and, and now that my work is open, my employer just said, you know, come back when you're ready, right? They're not pressuring me. They're just saying come back when you're ready because I told them I have kids and I'm trying to find a daycare so I can come back to work. But the daycares aren't open yet. I can't find an open one yet. So do I continue on the serve until I go back to work, or what do I do in this situation? Yes, so, so you can stay on the CERB if you legitimately cannot find daycare or childcare. You can stay on the CERB, and the government announced this week that they're extending it by another two months. So whereas normally the CERB would have ended next month for those that started getting it in March, now it's going to be an extra two months. So you can stay. Now, at some point, it's possible that CRA may ask you some questions in terms of, you know, what did you do to try to find childcare? But if what you said is, is accurate, yeah, you're not going to have a problem. Number one, you, you're allowed to stay off work and your employer can't do anything to you. And it sounds like your employer is treating you well. And you can also then stay on the CERB at the same time. Okay, so I'm, I won't get, like, I'm not like doing anything, like, you know, I don't want to get in trouble or anything. I'm, I'm legitimately trying to find daycare. And my, my employer said you can stay home, it's fine, until you're ready to come back. Yeah, no, absolutely. You, you, one of the situations when you're allowed to get the CERB is if you cannot find childcare uh, because of everything that's going on. So you're, you're absolutely fine, Ryan. Okay. Okay. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate your time. Again, if you need to uh, reach out further, help at employmentlawyer.ca or the phone number to get a hold of Lior and his team, do it, one 821 5900 Jason, I see you there. Stand by, fellow. We will get to you after a short break and your phone calls as well. Bring it on. It is a 717 on your Wednesday night, 416-870-6400. Lots more. Employment Law Show is on the way. This is Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And welcome back indeed. It is 7.20. We're going straight through uh, for the next little while. So you got lots of time to call in. Bring them on 416-870-6400. And help at employmentlawyer.ca is the email address. As promised, uh, Jason, thanks for uh, thanks for hanging on through the break with us, pal. How are you? What's up? Hey, good. Thanks for having me. You so bet. Pretty, straight, pretty straightforward question. So I work in uh, it's 100% commission sales. I'm actually calling for a friend of mine. Uh, so in our contract, it states that if we leave the company, um, our delivered sales do not get paid out. So as of our last day of work, the only commissions we get paid is whatever is delivered prior to that date. So he just gave us two weeks notice today, and he got clarification from our HR department that, um, you know, they, they confirmed that, that he will only get paid his commissions that are delivered up until his last day of work. So I guess my question is, like I said, he just gave us two weeks' notice. He just made like six hundred dollars worth of commissions a day alone. 
but that doesn't get delivered until well after he's left the company. So I guess, is that legal? Like they can stop his commissions as of his last day of work? So, J- Jason, it, it can absolutely be legal depending on exactly what the contract says. The fact that the contract tries to say that's what happens doesn't mean that it actually effectively does that. To be able to exclude commissions, the contract has to be drafted in a very specific way. So I'd have to actually see the contract to be able to say whether it allows the company to avoid paying commissions on a go-forward basis. But the other issue here, Jason, is this, yeah. is the fact that your your friend may be owed a heck of a lot more than two weeks' notice, right? He could be owed six months, eight months. How long has your friend been there? Well, he's given, yeah, he's given, he gave two weeks' notice. Uh, so, so, sorry, did he yeah. give notice or did he get notice? No, he gave notice. So he oh, he gave notice. notice. I'm sorry. No, no I thought that, exactly. that's, that the company. No, okay, that's fair enough. So I'd have to see the contract then, uh, Jason. Uh, because just because it, it, the employer tried to have language in the contract to allow them to do this doesn't mean that they've done that effectively. So I want to see the contract, and then I'll be able to tell your friend exactly, does it limit him or does it not? Is he owed commission or is he not? Okay, so it almost depends on how they drafted the contract, right? You got it. Yeah, I'd have to see okay. the contract. It all depends on that. Okay, yeah, because like I said, they want him to work, uh, they want him to work until the end of the month. Right. He's more or less working for fourteen dollars an hour because typically our notes don't get delivered until like a month or so down the road. So I guess it's probably not in his best interest to work any more than he has to if he's only making fourteen bucks an hour. Well, before he does anything, before he says that's it, I'm out of here, or what have you, have him yeah. reach out to me, have him send me a copy of the contract. I'll take a look and I'll be able to tell him exactly what's what. Jason, going to let you go. Thanks for the time, pal. And here's the way to do that. Uh, help at employmentlawyer.ca. That's the email address. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And carry on with a phone call. When, uh, when we're not on the air here, one 821 5900 But for uh, those of you who'd like to call in for the remainder of the time of this show on a Wednesday at uh, 723, it's 416-870-6400. Italo, thank you for hanging on. How are you? Not too bad. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. I'm uh, calling for a friend. He's uh, he works for a place where it's mostly co- uh, convention. He's 65, and uh, he's thinking, should I go back and tell him, look, I'm 65, I want to retire, or uh, should he keep uh, getting EI and wait and wait for the uh, place to reopen? Okay. So 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 what's the question? No, um, I don't know. Should he should he get to come back and ask for his uh, severance because he's been there for I think like twenty five years. I see. So Italo, actually, he doesn't get severance uh, because severance is really only paid if he if the company lets him go. So if he decides to retire, he doesn't get severance. Do, do you understand? Yeah, yeah. Now that said, you said he was laid off temporarily. Uh, he, yeah, he was laid off. Uh, like uh, because there was no, you know, with no convention because there was no business, so he was laid off. Okay, so here's how that works. He actually would have the option to to treat that layoff as a termination and get severance, not because he's retiring, because the layoff itself, despite everything going on, is likely considered to be illegal. So if he wants to get severance, he can't go back, but he could treat that layoff as a termination. So if he's decided he doesn't want to go back, 
Uh, that's probably the best option. He can't ask for severance. We would have to do that for him, but he's able to, to uh, treat that as a termination. If he'd like to discuss that, Italo, have him give me a call as soon as possible. For sure, because um, he's, he's heard me on your show quite a few times, so I told him to do the same. I'm not sure why, why he hasn't done it yet, but I'll give him the information. Perfect. I'll give him the, the 18855 number, and he can call you back. Wonderful. Thanks, Italo. Thanks, Italo. Appreciate that. And yeah, just in case he's listening by chance, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred is the number. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Sometimes you just need a friend to give you a little swift kick in the arse and get him to call because I know you've got a ton of information he needs to know right before he uh, pulls the plug. You know, just because you're sixty five and you want to wrap it up doesn't mean you get severance. No, and, and it doesn't mean. But remember, and this is for everyone listening. Uh, you know, we've had. A few million people, I think, across the country that have been laid off, you know, for some period of time since COVID started. Mm -hmm. For many of these people, not necessarily everyone, but for many of these people, the layoff actually is considered illegal, despite everything going on. Meaning, not doesn't mean you can get someone arrested because of it, but all it (laughs) means is that you may have the right to treat that as a termination of your employment and get severance. Now, some people don't want to do that, and absolutely, that's fine. But if you prefer that, if you prefer to treat that as a termination, if you prefer to get severance, you can give me a call and let's talk about how we get that uh, going. You can do that here and now. Actually, get it started. 416-870-6400. Don't be bashful. Call in. You still got some time. And in the meantime, everything you ever needed to know about constructive dismissal. So there you go. Um, I'm just going to throw it out you, right at you first off. Difference between a regular dismissal and a constructive dismissal. Well, you know, a a regular dismissal is something that we all know and can identify. You're called into the office. You're told today's your last day. uh, Here's your separation paperwork, and off you go. That's a regular dismissal. You're always going to know if you've been dismissed in in the regular way. You're going to be told to pack your office, and off you go. Now, a constructive dismissal is actually a dismissal when you haven't been formally let go. Okay, a constructive dismissal is a situation where the employee decides to treat their employment as being terminated. So it, it happens when your, your company did something to you when you don't really have the choice but to, to quit or they made it very difficult to continue working. And because of that, you feel like you have to quit. So maybe you've been mistreated, harassed. Maybe your pay has been decreased. Maybe you've been relocated. Your hours of work has changed. The company did something, and because of that, you now have a right to treat your employment as being terminated and get the same severance that you would get in a regular dismissal. So that's what a constructive dismissal is. That's the difference. The company's not saying goodbye, we're letting you go. You're the one saying, because of what you did, company, you've now let me go. So that's the difference, John. Some common examples uh, you've seen probably in the last six or eight months. What do you think? Well, huge. Well, first of all, a temporary layoff is actually a constructive dismissal. A company doesn't have a right to change your compensation to zero, which is exactly what a temporary layoff is. Uh, so that's been a massive one. Well, other ones were pay reductions. We've been seeing that across the board, companies reducing pay uh, because of COVID-19 or even for other reasons. If your company reduces your pay, usually if it's more than uh, 10%, you have the right to treat that as a termination of employment, as a constructive dismissal. So certainly that's been a big one. Changes in hours, uh, changing in shifts, all those things, there are big changes. Now, listen, if you work 9 to 5 and now it's going to be 8.30 to 4.30, that may not make you happy, of course, 
but it's probably not going to be a constructive dismissal. So we're talking about significant changes, and I've been seeing those very, very often. I've been pursuing many constructive dismissal cases over the past few months. So if you're in that situation, you, you can pursue it. Happy to talk to you about it. Happy to get it going. 416-870-6400. A reminder that the phone lines are still open, and you can still give us a call for the remainder of the time here on the show but uh, between that everything you need to know about constructive dismissal you know you often talk about on the show half for years constructive dismissal in the context of workplace harassment what's the uh, what's the connection between the two so a constructive dismissal is a situation where the employer breaches the terms of employment well one of the most fundamental and one of the most important terms of employment is that we're going to work in a safe and and positive work mm-hmm. environment that we're not going to be harassed well if you are being harassed and if the company is not doing anything about it to fix it, the company is breaching the terms of employment. Their company is not keeping you safe and the company is not keeping you healthy. So it's a constructive dismissal. It's no different than if the company breached the terms of employment by reducing your pay. The company in this situation breached the terms of employment by not fixing the harassment problem. So if you are being harassed, mistreated, if the company doesn't do anything about it, if they're allowing it to happen, if you're still in that situation, one of the things you're able to do is to treat your employment as being terminated. It's as if the company let you go and require the company to pay you severance. So we know that constructive dismissal happens when there's a pay reduction or a change in job. It also happens if you're being harassed and mistreated in the workplace. Next question often is, how do I prove that I've been harassed at work? Yeah, that's that's never a, a trivial thing because most of harassment doesn't happen in writing. There's no video of it. So the right. best way to do it is to keep records. You know, even have a journal or a journal or a log where you write down what happened and when it happened. So today this is what happened. Or even better, if you're be if you had a meeting and someone mistreated you, send them an email confirming what happened or complain to HR and put that in writing. Create a written record you know, a contemporaneous record that allows you to go back and say, here's my proof. I talked about it. I confirmed it. I I dealt with it back then. So if you create that written record, it makes it that much easier to prove harassment and to prove constructive dismissal. 416-870-6400 is the way to call through. By the way, if you want to carry on after the show or any other time, if you're a little bashful. That's okay. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. The email address we use all the time is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And all this stuff, a lot of it about constructive dismissal and severance and workplace harassment and even some disability information there as well can be had at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. But in the here and now is the quickest way. 416-870-6400. The way to call through. If you've been constructively dismissed, what are you owed? So if you're a constru- so remember constructive dismissal is a situation where you the employee choose to treat your employment as being terminated. So you're owed severance in that situation and you're owed the exact same severance that that you would have been owed if the company pulled the trigger automatically on your termination. So your severance of course based on a few factors the biggest factors are your age, your position and the length of your employment. The longer you work and the older you are and the more senior position you have, the greater your entitlements. So those are the factors, and it could be, John, as much as two years' pay. So your severance could be as much as two years' pay if you've, if you've worked for the company uh, long enough. And probably the easiest way, by the way, to find out, number one, if you've been constructively dismissed, and number two, how much severance you're owed, 
is to go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca because in there we have a tool that allows you to find out if your situation is considered a constructive dismissal. You may be wondering, wait a second, is this a constructive dismissal? Is it not? Maybe they're allowed to do this. I'm not sure. Well, Pocket Employment Lawyer can allow you to answer a few questions and find out right there automatically if it's a constructive dismissal and also how much severance you're owed. 733, as always, caller's top priority. The show is for you, 416-870-6400. Reg, thanks for for calling in. How are you? Not too bad. Thanks for taking my call. My pleasure. My son passed away six months ago, and he had the same employer for 22 years. What happens to all the CP payments he paid into it? Uh, First of all, uh, Reg, I'm I'm very sorry to hear that. in terms of money that he paid into uh, CPP, unfortunately, that nothing happens with that because that's money that was intended to to apply to him in some situation. So there's no there's no refund that goes to the estate or anything like that. Unfortunately, Reg, that, but, there really isn't anything there. But he didn't have a chance uh, have a chance to to collect. I, I know. suppose the rich cat politicians are going to get it, right? I, I, I listen. I wish I had something else to say to you. I, I really, I, I understand you, and I feel the the pain and the frustration, but, but that's the way it is, Reg. I'm really sorry. Reg, appreciate your time. Uh, regardless, want to move on to Leo. Hello, Leo. How are you? Fine. I'm an employer, and you have all the rights for employees. What rights have employers for dismissal? So, Great question. Um, Excellent question. So first of all, employers have a right to let an employee go at any time and pretty much for any reason as long as they pay the employee what the employee is owed. Now, the other thing employers have a right to do is the employers have a right to enter into an employment agreement with an employee to limit severance. So a smart employer, back when the employee starts working, is going to have them sign an employment agreement. And one of those things that the employment agreement will do is limit severance. So employers have a lot of rights the problem is a lot of employers give up those rights by not using proper employment agreement as an employer leo the smartest thing you can ever do when it comes to employment law is to have properly drafted employment agreements if you have that you're 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 sailing you're laughing if you don't have that you're going to have massive massive liabilities well first of all uh i i've never won uh, I've always lost with employees. I had a whole chain of drugstores, and the employees always had the right. For example, uh, they cheated me on the hours. They're supposed to work from 9 to 5, and uh, they would show up at uh, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, and they'd leave at 3. And uh, we had clocks on the, on the doors so that when you turn the key, it would tell you the time. And uh, they won every time, and I had to pay severance every time. Well, I mean, I, obviously, I don't know what happened in those situations. If you were engaged in proper performance management, if you had proper employment agreement, you'd be able to, to let go employees that are repeat offenders without severance or with minimal severance. So, you know, some of it has to do with, with the legal advice you're getting and the legal representation. It's, it's just a fact. Yeah, it's always it's always at the outset for a business owner where they want to throw out the protections. So moving forward, they got their uh, well, they got their butt covered, really, right? Well, I always say when I talk about employees that as an employee, you would rather not have an employment agreement. Well, if you think about it, what flows from that is for an employer. And the opposite is true. You want to have a, a full and robust employment agreement, and that's the way to protect yourself. So I, you know, I, I don't usually have a lot of 
you know, I don't know, sympathy, if you will, for an employer that doesn't inform themselves about what they're supposed to do and then complain that laws are too, are too, string, uh, too stringent. Because the laws allow employers to do a lot of things as long as you, you plan, you have proper agreements. So you have to inform yourself. If you're going to hire employees, understand what your rights are, what your obligations and all your options. Don't just hire employees and hope for the best. And you, uh, I mean, you, 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 you live it, you do it. You're also an employer. You're not, you're not just a sole proprietor. You have people that you hire, so you've got to watch your rear end as well. And you've done so, right? Listen, you speak I, the truth. I, I have, you know, 75 people working at the, at my firm. I'm an employer. I, I, I treat my employees well, but I also understand what my obligations and my rights are. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it, and I help employers every day. But it's not difficult. If you get as an employee, I talk about employees getting legal advice. Well, the same thing with employers. Get that advice and get that advice before you get into trouble. 416-870-6400 is the number. Still got, uh, yeah, you still got some time to call and to ask your questions. In the meantime, we're doing this, everything you needed to know about constructive dismissal. So your employer uh, just announced that your job is being changed. You don't like it. We had a call like this the other day. They had like four or five different changes when they came back. Oh, what do you do? So, uh, first of all, obviously understand what the changes are and you make sure that you ideally get something in writing so that there's no question. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I would, if, if you're not, if you're happy, no problem. If you're not happy, tell your employer, no, I'm, this is not something I'm comfortable here uh, with, here's why, and let them know. If your employer backs off or agrees to make some changes, then you may be able to resolve this and continue working, no problem. If your employer says, well, no, we hear you, thank you, but too bad we're implementing this anyway, now it's decision time. And decision time means you have to make a choice. Choice number one is you continue working with these new terms of employment, these changes. Choice number two is do you treat this as a constructive dismissal? Do you treat this as a termination and leave with severance? Uh, and that's the choice that you have a right to make. Now, you don't have a long time to make that decision. You have to make that decision fairly quickly because if you continue working, you're, you're going to be considered to have accepted these changes and then you can't do anything about it. So you have to make that decision. But remember, not every change is a constructive dismissal. So before you tell your employer, that's it, I'm out of here, let's speak first. Let's make sure we do it right. Let's make sure that we're, we are actually correct. But that's the choice that you have. You know, some people, after hearing all this, they, they kind of still may be on the fence about it, right? They uh, they may not be sure if they should continue working. Maybe they love working there or pursue a constructive dismissal. What kind of advice can you give them? Well, obviously, you, you do have to consider the job and, and, and the employer. But one of the concerns I have, it's not just really about the severance, is what does it mean if you accept this change? And my concern always is you may think you accept this change because you're the good soldier. Yeah, you know, it's not that bad. I'll, I'll be okay. And, and that's, that's good and that's admirable. But the problem is you may not realize that by accepting that change, you've now given the company the right to make other changes, maybe even bigger changes. So then the next time you're faced with a change, you may be stuck because two years before, you, you were the good soldier. So you have to think about that and whether you're comfortable with that. That's obviously a personal decision, but you have to understand that that's how the law works. Your employer is not necessarily allowed to do something, but if you let them do it, now they can do it again. So if you're right. comfortable with that, fine. If you're not, you may want to think about a constructive dismissal. At least that's something you have to give some thought to.
Want to slide over to an email uh, while we wait for a call here? It's help at employmentlawyer.ca. Richard, you're up. Says, uh, I just found out that some new employees my company has hired get more vacation than I do. Can the company do that? Well, that, that probably would upset me, uh, and I probably would upset you and then most people. Wait a second. I've been here longer, and right. they're getting more vacation than me? But as unfair as that is, and let's, let's face it, it's unfair, it's not actually illegal. An employer does not have to pay employees or, or give the same amount of vacation to, to everyone. Uh, some people may be better negotiators or the company, you know, the, the employer say, oh, you know what, I, this guy is my cousin, so I'm going to give him an extra week's vacation. Not very nice, but they're allowed to do that. Now, what they're not allowed to do is to base the decision on discriminatory grounds. So they can't say, well, the the men are going to get more vacation than the women, for example, or you know, people that are born in Canada will get more more better terms than people that are not born in Canada. That's illegal. That's unacceptable. That's discrimination. But if a company simply says, well, you know, we've decided now we're going to give new people three weeks vacation, you only have two. Not nice. Not fair. But also not illegal. Barry's up next. Barry says, uh, guys, my colleagues and I just found out that the company we work for will be shutting down at the end of the month. The owner of the company told us that because there are only five employees, oh, we don't get severance. Is that right? <laughs> uh, yeah. What do you think, John? Is that right? No, that's that. That couldn't be more wrong. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, it, it literally could not be more wrong. You could try to make it more wrong and you'd fail. Uh, it, it would be impossible. No, the, the size of the company does not matter when it comes to your termination entitlements, your full termination entitlements. Whether you work for a company with five employees like this person or 500 employees, your severance is going to be the same because it's based on your age, your position, and the and the length of your employment. So small company, big company, short service, long service, you do get severance. And check out pocketemploymentlawyer.ca to determine how much you're actually owed. Rick, you are our final caller for the night, pal. you got about a minute or two. What's, uh, what's on your mind? Okay, so I'm buying over another taxi company, and there are staff working with them for the last, I would say, about 10 years. Mm-hmm. Am I liable for any, um, do I got to give them any severance when they're coming over to me? Would I be on the hook for paying them out any money if they quit after? You know, like... So, so Rick, if, if you bring them on, okay, and down yeah. the road you let them go, then yes, the severance you're going to have to pay them is going to account for the time they had with the previous company. So if you're bringing someone in with 10 years' experience uh, with the previous company and six months later you let them go, you are now have to pay them severance like a 10-and-a-half-year employee. So that could be significant. Now, one way to limit that liability is to have these employees sign a new employment agreement when they start with you. That would mean that you would have to pay them a lot less, okay? So that's the way to protect yourself because otherwise, yes, you inherit the service and you inherit the liability. Yeah, that's that's interesting. And what happens if these people say, oh, we don't want to work for you, we're quitting? Some of them are going to expect severance because they, the new owner bought the place. So if they decide not to come work with with, uh, the new owner, they would still be owed some severance by by the seller, by the company selling the business. It may not be their full severance, but some severance, they would still get it. But at least this person, I think his name is Rick, he wouldn't have to pay it. He only has to pay severance if he hires them on and then later lets them go. He'd have to pay them severance that accounts for the time with the previous company.
Appreciate all your calls tonight. Uh, well done, and we hope we uh, got some information in your head you want to carry forth now. You can do so. It's really simple to get a hold of Lior. We give it out all the time, 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. You can go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca for a ton of information and our TV show that you can see on uh, weekend mornings on CTV and Global T. That can be found at employmentlawyer.ca as well. We'll catch you next time, Employment Law Show on Global News Radio. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.